Hi, my name is Chris Little, and I am the host of The Lifestyle Chase. In 2018, I started this show to have meaningful conversations. I've interviewed over a hundred different people, both in and out of the fitness industry. This podcast is something I'm incredibly proud of. Welcome to season four. Thanks for joining me. Welcome to the Lifestyle Chase. My name is Chris Little. I am your host, and I am doing the first solo episode that I've done in quite a long time. I don't think I've I've definitely not done a solo solo episode during the year 2021. So this is going to um, act as sort of like a catch-up episode, um, sort of maybe a get-to-know-you episode. If you don't know as much about me as you know about the guests that have been on the show, if you are a stranger, if you're familiar with me, um, just a way to get reacquainted. And I'll kind of give you the backstory as to how this came to fruition. So like any kind of production, things happen, technical difficulties happen. And so initially episode 203 was supposed to be Will Crozier from Australia. We went, we recorded the full hour and 20 minute episode. It would have only been about an hour, but I had an Amazon delivery happen in the middle. So we had to pause momentarily. And when the recording was completed, we, or I saw that uh, the audio actually didn't get captured. And my next episode, which I'll be releasing shortly after this one, is episode 204 with Mike Dola. And honestly, probably the best episode that I've recorded in quite some time. And you'll understand when you listen. But because I had already labeled it as 204, talked about it being 204, um, just the particularness to me wanted to, uh, fill in the gap with an episode. And I thought what better time than now than to kind of just take the show and, uh, go solo for this one. So essentially what I'm going to talk about right now is, uh, kind of what has come to fruition over the last few years. Um, the unexpected lessons, uh, how I show up in the fitness industry, the things that I've done to diversify my skill set, etc. And the truth is, like going into 2020, I had a completely different idea of what was going to happen than what actually happened. I know that I was definitely getting busier with in-person clients. I figured I was going to be getting some serious momentum. And that's when the pandemic unfolded on us all. And I think we all have quite a bit of shared experience with that in how um, everybody learned a lesson. Everybody had a takeaway. Everybody had something that would have been like a sacrifice or a change or a pivot. And the value in that is there are things that have come from this past couple years or so that we would have never had otherwise. We could have gone a lifetime without having learned these lessons. I remember when the pandemic first began, how it kind of felt like this shock. Um, people were contacting and communicating to each other with a great sense of urgency. 
because they kind of knew what it could be. But even having said that, they didn't know what it could become. And as time went on, we could see each other getting worn down. We could see kind of uh, priorities shifting, like people were just basically trying to keep their own ship afloat. Um, People who didn't think something was important made that very clear no matter what that thing was, whether it be that they didn't think going to birthday parties was important or that they didn't think going to um, certain extracurricular was important because like, if it got transferred to video, all of a sudden they're out. Or if it became something that would be um, much more inconvenient, then you knew how much it mattered to them. And I thought that was really enlightening because it kind of teaches us what, what we kind of have the bandwidth for what is going to be the thing that matters the most to us because we only have so much time on earth. Um, and I think that was the perspective shift that a lot of people might have needed in order to save themselves from burnout or in order to get the most out of their life. Um, people may have come across a crossroads in their relationships where they realized that uh, they had values that the other person did not and it just wasn't going to work out. And it's better to know that it's not going to work out earlier than later and to have to clean up the mess that comes with uh, those kinds of situations. And so there were a lot of lessons to be had, and I know that I kind of uh, preach about that quite often. I'm trying to be an optimist, but then I'm also learning that sometimes just uh, sitting back and watching can be equally valuable. Sometimes I don't need to put in my two cents and sometimes there's something to be learned from somebody else's experiences. I learned personally that even the qualities in myself that I think are strong can stand to be strengthened quite a bit more. And in order to strengthen those qualities, it's going to take uh, a little bit of discomfort, a little bit of stepping out of your comfort zone. Um, throughout these past two years, I have started doing some contracting for my friend Alex McBrarity and so I essentially do some online programs for his clients and so that's where I learned um, just a skill that I had that I could really lean into and just how our values aligned so it's really easy to work with him on that and it's easy to support each other's careers and without those kind of connections like without every connection that I made on this podcast that's grown into something bigger I wouldn't be where I am and I can totally own that. And I think a lot of people will benefit if they start to own the connections that they've made and take good care of them, but also know where their skills lie in order to leverage those to help the other person. So if we are too humble, we will get held back. And it's not me trying to tell people to just, uh, fluff their feathers and tell people just how awesome they are. But if you have strong communication skills and you could create a better line of communication within your social or professional settings, you best apply that because you could completely turn the situation around. If you're quiet about that, um, things could get very complicated, very difficult. The other thing that uh, comes to mind is as time went on, I started taking on more media um, jobs. So 
to clarify, in a lot of cases, my experience doing video editing, doing uh, film production, doing any kind of creative storytelling is not necessarily common in the fitness industry. So I started monetizing what I could do or collaborating with different industry friends or using that as my thing that I could do to help people up when they're struggling. Uh, whether that be helping a new fitness podcast kind of get its start by just simply giving some some startup advice or or whatever that may be. And had I not really had so much time to be introspective, I might have uh, left that skill on, on the back the back burner essentially. So like a lot of people are multi-talented, but they might be focusing on the thing that they struggle at. And then that might consume them. Just like if uh, if I was consumed by the fact that, you know, the gyms were closed multiple times throughout this past period of time, if I only thought about my skill as an in-person trainer, I would have missed out on the opportunities with uh, online training. Which brings me to the next transition point here. Um, a lot of people know, but not everybody knows, that... Uh, Quite a bit of my personal training business is remote training. And the thing with remote training is you hear remote training and it's not always clear what that is. So I'll break it down and I'll use my dad as an example. My dad is one of my remote training clients. Um, He genuinely reached out to me wanting to kind of make a change in his life, wanting to uh, sort of keep himself healthy so that he would have the most abilities possible moving forward as he got older. And so we kind of looked at what he had at his disposal. He had a couple dumbbells, um, nothing too extravagant or, or complicated, but he had enough to get started. And so with what I do with remote training, I connect people with an app that gives them the video demos They're 90% video demos that I have filmed myself at the gym or in my home. And that gives you an idea of what the exercise entails. And then I'll include a description of simple cues, mostly breathing. Sometimes it's like positioning of your body to kind of fill in the gaps. Throughout the program, it'll be a a four-week program that essentially stays the same um, throughout the four weeks. But... Uh, depending on a person's goals and needs. Some people are set up with a five-day program. Some people, it's two different days repeated three times for six days of working out. Um, And that is all determined from the consultation call that I have, which is complementary to the individual. And so we find a time that works for them after they've filled out to the form that essentially goes over like what their commitment level is, like how, how serious they are about, about their goals and kind of where they're coming from, um, what their expectations are from me and little things that'll help me for context for before we hop on, on the call. And if somebody was located in Edmonton and they felt a bit better about uh, meeting up in person, we could totally arrange to have that complimentary consultation at Evolve Strength South. And... From the point of the call, I get a bit of information that helps me to to build a program. So I'll know that person's limitations. I'll know their training history. I will know if they have any injuries to be mindful of or anything 
um, to do with their heart health, etc. And I can prescribe exercises that are safe for them, but also keep them challenged and engaged. If an exercise isn't enjoyable for the person, they can let me know. I'll swap it out, no problem. Every week on Sunday, I check in with everybody. So for my dad, I give him a call. For a lot of my clients, we uh, communicate via text or email. And I just go over how things are going. I'm able to see if they've checked in on their workouts, if they've added in notes. Uh, my dad often leaves notes about uh, what muscles are tired and how the exercise went. Sometimes he'll put a joke in there just to lighten the mood. And it just kind of depends on the personality. But that's a way where I keep people engaged and accountable. And if I notice that there's nothing going on in the app, I'll bring it up during my uh, weekly check-in. At the end of the four weeks, I'll usually follow up and say, hey, your four weeks are uh, coming to a close and I'm wondering if you wanted to renew. If the person chose not to, that's totally fine. Sometimes people just want four weeks of structure and they go out on their own. And if they said that they wanted to keep going, I would arrange to have a... Uh, a video call again to kind of go over some of the exercises that looked like they might have had trouble with and to clarify some things, figure out the direction that they want to take things, and then I will use some progressions in some areas of their past program to change things up, keep things fresh, but to maintain that structure so it's not just a complete random selection of exercises, but something that'll help them progress over an extended period of time. Because I look at this as like a very long-term journey and however long my role is in that journey, um, I am accountable to providing a quality service. It can't just be Russian roulette tossing exercises at them. I have to be thinking critically in what exercises I'm choosing, how realistic is it for them to be able to complete that exercise within their day. I work with uh, business owners, I work with parents, lots of different people with different dynamics where sometimes they can only work out for 15 minutes a day. And so their workouts need to be 15 minutes. And maybe they just do 15 in the first half of the day, 15 in the second half of the day. Others, it might be a 60 minute workout and it's nice and simple, 9 a.m., five days a week. And it's all going to depend on the answers people give me within that uh, complimentary consult. And so that fills in the gaps a little bit for what remote training is. Remote training, when it comes to my services, isn't the video call. Um, it's, uh, it is a program with video demos and you still are in contact with me. If you had additional questions throughout the week, I can answer those questions within 24 hours. Sometimes it takes all 24 hours. Sometimes it takes two minutes. It kind of depends on the time of day. And any time a person has questions, they can honestly send me a message uh, connect with me on social media at Christian Little on Instagram or email me chris at invigoratetraining.com to be like, hey, I heard you talking about your remote training on your podcast. And honestly, it wasn't quite clear to me, but I would like to talk more about it on a video call if you have time, because I'm always open to that. That's not, that's never a bad investment of my time because I'm adding clarity and value to someone who's just trying to take care of themselves, which is very important to me. When we talk about virtual training, that is essentially just straight up personal training, but over a video call. So we'll usually set it up so that I can see your movement, so that I can properly give you feedback. Um, sometimes we get creative with that. Um, sometimes we gotta move the camera around. So sometimes you use your cell phone as your camera and we'd be using either Zoom or Google Meet. 
And that is for people that either feel more comfortable in their home, but want like live training, or it's for people who geographically aren't within driving distance of me, but want to work with me, want to try a session and see what I offer as a coach. Um, and so that is always an option that can also be applied to by filling out the form. You'll find the form on my website, invigoratetraining.com. And so that is basically the hub for connecting with me. With that form, it'll alert me via email whenever somebody fills one out. And then I usually follow up pretty shortly after that because I know a person, they kind of need to be responded to and they're serious and they want to uh, get started. So that is kind of like the fail safe if you ever want to get started. When it comes to personal training, these days I am focused on mainly taking on clients in the morning, uh, primarily before 10 a.m. And so that means I can take people on as early as about 6.30 a.m. Um, I only have select times available for that time slot, but as it gets later into the morning, I have a bit more availability. And I'm based out of Evolve Strength South in Edmonton, Alberta right now. So that is the geographical area that you'd have to be at to get in-person training. But I do have availability to take on people, and I do take on the odd client in the evening. It does depend on who it is because it's a bit busier at the gym at that time. So I want to make sure it's somebody that's comfortable with a bit of a busier gym. Mornings I find are controlled and quiet and I like that. I find that most uh, clients tend to prefer that time. And I personally have quite a bit of energy in the morning in comparison to the evening. So again, if that was ever something that piqued your interest or maybe you're suddenly inspired to do that, connect with me and uh, we can start working together. Um, as always, if you just want to talk and you just have questions, we can set up a complimentary consultation over a video call and we'll just find a time that works for us to connect for that. So that is just essentially giving you the, uh, the summary of what I offer as a trainer. And that's something that sometimes I feel like I brush over where sometimes people don't know what the full offering is. And so I thought I'd use this opportunity to highlight that. But now I kind of want to go back into uh, lessons learned in life and goals moving forward. One of the things that I've really focused on as of late is uh, focusing on how I can position myself to take the best care of other people possible. Um, the things that I do, I... Uh, often read a lot of audiobooks that help me with my personal development. If I ever find myself struggling with something or like in a feeling stagnant, um, feeling like there's no momentum or no progress, I will enlist other resources or other people. And that's what helps me. Um, over the last year, I've done a few sessions with a counselor where I actually found them to be quite helpful. I've taken up meditation. And so using a meditation app, I would uh, mention which one it is, but I will say it would be better for them to uh, sponsor the podcast. So I'll keep that discreet. If you want to know what meditation app that I use, always, always, always feel free to connect with me. I will always tell you over a message, but, uh, I won't talk about it on the podcast unless they want to be a podcast sponsor because I think that's pretty fair. Um, but essentially, 
having that reflection is uh, is an absolute game changer. Making time to put yourself first. I've uh, invested in a lot of like mentorship. I've invested in some self care. Uh, gotten back to getting a massage now and then. Um, I like to go to a float studio, and this is just to help me clear my head. This isn't the solution that works for everybody. Some people are better off to try a modality that suits them best. Um, something that I don't think gets promoted often enough is uh, long-ass walks. And I have to give credit to Kyle Dobbs for that term, long-ass walks. But essentially, um, it kind of pertains to the abundant health benefits of an accumulation of walking regularly throughout a structured week. So what I'm trying to say there is it's one thing to go on a walk once in a while, but it's another thing to actually find a way to get in 10,000 steps worth or 10 kilometers worth of walking daily. And for some people, that's not going to be realistic at the park. So my friend Dean Guido, he has a standing treadmill at his desk. For myself, I have a standing desk and I put a bike there just because the bike was a bit more uh, cheap than the standing treadmill but you find your your variables and you find a way to make it work for you some people can take phone calls and they can walk around the park while they're on the phone um, with bluetooth headphones or whatever they prefer other people it could be that they take calls when they're on the treadmill and no matter who it is that is something that makes a huge difference because not only do you have the chance to either be productive, you also have the chance to reflect on life and kind of go over what's annoying you, go over what's in your way. And uh, by by thinking about that and considering that, you have an opportunity to uh, work through that and uh, overcome some obstacles. I'm just going to grab some water here, but I'm not going to edit it out, so bear with me. So essentially, when you find yourself at a point where you feel like nothing you do would make a difference or put you in a better position, you need to find another perspective. And sometimes the perspective comes from an added resource. Sometimes the perspective comes from a coach. Sometimes it comes from a counselor. Sometimes it comes from some quiet time. And by getting that new perspective, you'll find that we as human beings are capable of a lot more than what we give ourselves credit for. Um, and that kind of correlates with uh, finding ways to monetize the things that you do or finding ways to give yourself more credit for the things that you do. Any parents that may be listening Give yourself credit for every little task that you do throughout the day for another human being. That's a pretty big deal. Like that is something that I can't say that I do. Um, I think it would be wonderful if I could. But you got to give yourself credit. You are supporting another life form. You are supporting the emotions of another human being. You are making another human being feel very valuable, very worthy, and very loved. And when we give ourselves credit for that, we're able to take that momentum and transfer it over to the other things that we do, whether it be our workouts or our interactions with our friends outside the house. 
um, or just uh, our career aspirations when we're asking for a raise or when we're setting our price or when we are setting our boundaries with our time, with our energy, telling people, okay, you can't cancel on me that late, things like that. And not just with like fitness and training, but just like coffee meetings, like where there's no business, but it is just two people meeting up. When you set your boundaries, you let people know that your expectation is that if you plan to have coffee on Sunday at 11 and then they rain check on you at 10, that doesn't fly with you. And that's that's going to uh, ruin a, a great uh, friendship or relationship or whatever that may be. And by setting these expectations from the get-go, I think that is uh, extremely important. I think that um, makes the difference between a long-term thing and a short-term flop. Um, one of the other segues that I want to hop on to before I draw this episode to a close is uh, the value of telling people your goals. I know I've talked about this in the past. Um, when I mention that I do some contracting for my friend uh, Alex McBarity, I also do some contracting for my friend Kim Quibble. And so I do a lot of contracting. And that comes from the fact that I tell them what my goals and aspirations are. They see something that I'm skilled at and how I can help them with their goals and aspirations. And then we work together and we move forward. Um, that comes from being a very good communicator and being very open and transparent. When I have vacancies for clients, I tell everybody. I never say I'm busy if I'm not busy. Um, and sometimes I am busy and I could stand to be busier. And when I know that I have no spare time, I'll be very clear about that. And I think that's more important than um, trying to be elusive or creating some kind of demand when it's not there. But the thing that I really want to highlight here, something that we can all participate in, is uh, tell somebody your goals today. Tell somebody your goals in a way that uh, might come out in uh, writing out your vision board. It might come out through an Instagram post. It might come out through a conversation. It might come out through a Zoom call with a stranger. Um, when my clients talk to me and they're telling me their goals and they're saying that they want to be able to uh, go for a hike in Banff or they want to be healthy to raise a family or they want to live and be mobile and able into their old age, that's them enlisting me in their goals. That's how personal training works out. That's how it becomes successful because I know what they want and I know how to get them there. And that goes for uh, personal and professional situations too. When you talk about your career goals in a job interview, they know whether you're a fit or not because they know if they have it for you or not. When you set your expectation for salary in a job application, they know if they're going to be able to offer that or not. If they can't, they will say no. But if they can, then you're right for them. And you should never sell yourself short I think we all are given opportunities to sell ourselves short every day. And it's the matter of uh, knowing how to pick out what is not for us and what is. And I think that'll make a huge difference. Um, as I wrap this up, because I know I've been talking a lot and rambling, I want to share with you, my audience, some of my goals for this podcast. Here we are recording episode 203 I think amidst this podcast, I have about three or four solo episodes that are still published. 
for a while I did uh, short daily episodes, but they have since been taken off of the uh, most of the podcast streaming platform. But my goal for this uh, for this podcast is to one day make this uh, a stream of income. And as I talked about before, I didn't mention the uh, meditation company because I would be looking for companies like that, companies that align with my values, um, that would be interested in a 30-second or one-minute ad spot at the beginning of the show. Um, so if you happen to be a business, you can be local, you can be located somewhere else, but if you thought that you would gain value from advertising on this show um, and you feel that you align with my values, you can send me a message, chris at invigoratetraining.com, or you can connect with me with any of your ideas. Um, I will be extremely picky about anybody that I work with because this is like my child. This podcast means quite a bit to me and I take it very seriously. If I ever partner with a brand, I'm not only representing myself, but I'm representing over 150 different other people who have given their time to be on the show. And I don't take that lightly. However, with that being said, that is something that I will one day bring to fruition and it will support the production quality of this show and it will support my career, giving me a bit more time um, to have some downtime to actually connect with people and perhaps one day give me a bit of a budget where I can travel and uh, bring the show on the road to visit some guests in person and to uh, film in new exciting locations. So another thing that I've done, I have connected with uh, TELUS. They have a grant that I've applied for. So if anybody has any connections to any grants that could support this podcast or any businesses that uh, are looking for production like this or interviews like this always feel strongly encouraged to connect me with those kinds of people. That is me essentially manifesting, uh, the future of this podcast and helping myself out, putting myself first for a moment and final thoughts with regards to that. I can't emphasize enough how much it helps when you promote the show. So, if you go into Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you click on the share button and it gives you the option to share on your Instagram, if you share it on your story and then tag me at Christian Little on Instagram and at the Lifestyle Chase on Instagram, um, I'm able to repost it. But in doing that, it not only validates the show to your audience, but it reminds my audience that somebody is listening to a particular episode, which encourages them to check it out for themselves. And it's kind of like referrals work for personal training. Um, referrals of a podcast episode go leaps and bounds. Like no matter what the size of your account is, uh, no matter who you are, no matter how often you listen, every share makes a huge difference. And I really appreciate anytime anybody gives the show a listen. And as a podcast host, uh, the only data I have for my audience is uh, the province that they're listening from and the day that they listen and the episode that they listen. But I don't, know, I don't know the names of any of my regular audience members. I can only assume based on conversations that I've had with uh, past guests and the odd person I'm connected with on Instagram. So if you listen to this show regularly, feel free to connect, let me know, um, and please help me share 
because as the episode gets shared more frequently, it gains new audience members, gets a bit of momentum, and then it gets more value in the eyes of an ad partner. So somebody trying to advertise on a podcast is going to be more attracted to a podcast that's charting, that has a bigger audience, etc. So that's an amazing way for you to support me. Now, to draw this to a close, because I don't want this to be all about me and my show, I do want to help you on this episode. First of all, I will say, next episode 204 with Mike Dola is uh, it's something else. It is really special, and you should check it out. Second of all, if you are listening to this and you are a personal trainer, um, if you start from episode one, that was about a month before I became self-employed. So that is me leaving cookie crumbs as to how to make a go of it in this industry. You're not going to necessarily do things exactly how I did, but there's going to be endless lessons to learn in this series of episodes and a ton of people to make your own decisions with. Like if you enjoyed somebody's story and you like following them, this is an icebreaker for that. If you like somebody's story and you just didn't want to follow them, that's cool too. It helps you make your own decisions, but it networks you with quite a community of different people. So if you are a trainer and you listen to this, I would highly recommend going through old episodes, chip through them. You don't have to listen to every single one of them, but uh, take a look at the, the description. The descriptions get a bit more detailed as we get into the more recent episodes as I got a bit better at it as time went on. But uh, if you ever see someone that you don't recognize, those are usually the best episodes for you to listen to. Um, and then for any questions that anybody has with regards to fitness, um, always feel free to connect with me. And with that being said, we're going to draw this episode to a close. We're going to keep it nice and short and sweet. I just want to give a genuine thank you. If you've made it this far, if you've listened to the episode, um, I'd love it if you let me know. Um, you can share this one. You can tell other people to check out the show. This is uh, something that I think will will be pretty significant one day. I look forward to looking back two years from now and seeing how far the show comes. And I won't get there without your help. So being that you're here, being that you're listening, thank you so much. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.